Hey folks, just popping in here to say if you like this episode of the podcast, please give it a like rating. And if you haven't already done so, please consider subscribing. We can be found on YouTube, BitChute, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Links are all in the description wherever you're tuning in from. And now, on with the show. kick at the can one more run around the block one more spin around the sun <laughs> Ooh yeah and there's the guns and the savage one is <laughs> as you can see his office is floating in space today <laughs> yeah the planet earth has become such a fucking disaster i've decided to <laughs> jettison myself into outer space i'm currently up in my uh my space base, uh, hovering above the earth and laughing at all you sheeple down below. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be nice, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I wish. Then I could just be like, yeah, blow up already, blow yeah. up. Fuck. So, so, it's been another crazy week around the world and uh, somewhat annoying week here in our local zone. Yeah, the, very annoying. Uh, leftist mayor that we have pushing for mandatory masks in a city that has no cases of covid right now zero and we've always through the entire thing we've had very low numbers we i don't even think we ever had triple digits no i think the most cases we had uh, was like, like 30 20. or something or 25 yeah. and, 25 and here, to 30 range yeah and here our mayor is pushing for uh, mandatory masks. So the Department of Health made it mandatory as of today. Got to wear masks in all indoor spaces, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, and again... Workplaces last, and everything. And last time I checked, uh, 14 million plus infected or confirmed infected, but the deaths were in the 600,000 range. You do the math, factor in unconfirmed cases, you're still looking at a 99% survivor rate. Yeah. Once once again, you do the statistics, average age over 70. Uh, anyone that's uh, young and getting uh, uh, de deceased from it have pre-existing health issues. Yeah. And the main things seem to be either respiratory, diabetes, you know, just general unhealthy, whatever, you know, and, but, the, you know, the majority of the population, you know, it's like, it's like any virus, uh, as far as survivability, a 99% fucking survival rate, and well, we're that's shutting. A, that's a better survival rate than the flu. 
Yeah. You know, and uh, really, to, to, we've said this before about how it would be just as simple as, you know, proper protocols within uh, the senior care facilities. Yeah. Social distancing, you know, practice your your six, eight feet, whatever distance. Yeah. And, uh, you know, common sense with, uh, you know, the hand sanitizer, hand washing and just let people go about their goddamn business but no it's we got to shut shut places down unless unless everyone masks up you can't leave your house without a mask yeah even even little kids so we got to put now imagine how many autistic kids are going to be freaking out yeah you know because they don't like you know these kind of and and uh the masks well mind you there are exemptions for that well, and, and you look at the exemptions now, it's just going to be a shit show because a lot of people are just going to use whatever, you well, know, exactly. you can use. There's, there's no, that's the stupidest thing about this is that there's no enforcement going behind it. No. Because what are you there can't do? be any enforcement. Because how well, is somebody going to prove that they that they have any number of those conditions that they say are exempt? Well, and, and like if they say, oh, I've got anxiety. Exactly. So you're gonna cause you know if I got I got asthma I got yeah. you know you make you you name it and then you know and, and even, you gotta... even with me in my job I drive a cab for a living or you know it doesn't matter what I drive the fact is I drive for a living I put on a mask my glasses are fogging up what do you want me to do run off the road just to avoid COVID <laughs> <laughs> kill my passengers and and then you can say well at least he was wearing a mask. Yeah. Guess what? I ain't wearing one. Well, and, and you know, to me, it just boils down to where we're seeing the implementation of this worldwide communism, and uh, yeah, you know, we always wondered why in recent years you'd see, you know, all these these clips in Asia, like Japan, China, whatever, random citizens going around in masks, and we just thought, oh, they're germaphobes, whatever. But you're seeing, like, they're, they're really pushing this, that everyone has to wear this. And you notice, you know, the wording, it's the new normal. Mm-hmm. Oh, so we're never going to be able to exactly. have Exactly. That's what they're trying to push. Yeah. They're trying and to get us used to that idea. Their own, their own uh, website even says, like, unless it's the official N95 whatever mask, that uh, it's not that these masks aren't effective really anyways that's right it's just it's just virtue signaling yep so you know fuck fuck them fuck their bullshit i i got a neck gaiter it's a black neck gaiter so i wear like a like a faggy european scarf or something (laughs) and then if i go somewhere and they make a stink i slip it up over my face but I just as easily and quickly pull it down. I don't know where that goofy surgical mask and look like a yeah like a, like a tool. You know, it's but whatever. Welcome to the Orwell Orwellian dystopian uh, 1984 future that we all yeah you know we all asked for basically because <laughs> you know the polls are up to three quarters of people in support of masks. Yeah. So so you imagine how many sheep surround us, right? Yep. And they're calling us idiots that, that are against the masks, but they're the fucking idiots because the, the science already shows that these masks 
aren't really that effective, if at all. Yeah. And that all this is is just, you know, they want us to fucking submit to the bend uh, to the I, will. I've been amazed just by how many. I thought smart people I had on my Facebook friends list who turned out are not so smart because they're just sheep. Yeah. It's amazing. The fear and cowardice, uh, like the, the indoctrination and propaganda of the mainstream news seems to have just washed over the masses. And then, well, yeah, that's what indoctrination is and it's working. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome to the new world order. And, and, it really is a shit show, and, I, and the whole thing is even even if these masks were proven to be so fantastic and great, this virus has a ninety nine percent survival rate. Yep. There's cancers out there that uh, fucking don't have odds odds like that. There's fucking uh, you know this isn't Ebola. This is uh, yeah. There's people that die from a from the from the regular cold virus we don't have a vaccine for the cold virus so what we're going to shut down our lives waiting for a vaccine on this one pretty much that's what we're being told to do anyway anyway we could we could go on week after week about it it's it's stupidity at its finest yeah uh i got personally i'd rather not talk about it at all but it keeps coming up yeah (laughs) Because everywhere you go, you turn on the TV, uh, that's all they talk about. Yeah. Turn on the radio. Like, you can't even look at the newspaper because that's all they want to talk about. And, and I, you know, I, again, I don't get how, how they managed to overhype something with such a high survival rate yeah. and, put, and instill such fear into these, these gutless people, these cowards. Like, they're willing, they're basically willing to be enslaved. Yeah. Uh, for the promise that oh yeah things will things will get better let big brother take care of you give me a break (laughs) you know these governments governments lie media lies yeah i don't understand how these people can't see with their own eyes what's going on but i guess that's what separates us from the sheep (laughs) so on that note indeed on that note yes uh this whole uh anti-wokeness i've got i guess i'm not the only one uh i don't know if you heard the ceo of red bull he got uh <laughs> he fired his entire marketing team because they were pushing for red bull to get into this whole black lives matter support oh, yeah. and su- support antifa support you know do the anti uh anti-nationalist or anti-liberty thing and get into this whole leftist marxist whatever and he was like fuck you (laughs) and he gassed gassed the whole marketing team and so uh geez i don't i wish i wrote his name down but the like to give a shout out to the ceo of red bull i never drank that disgusting drink ever before but i might just take up drinking it just to support the cause, eh? Yeah, I've tried it. It is rather gross. I don't like it at all. <laughs> but I tell you what, that's something else to not cave in to the to the pressure of uh, you know pressure of the frickin' because you have the groundswell that's coming. Are you looking up the name of the guy? Yeah. Yeah. Dietrich Matisius. 
There you go. Mateshitz. I've slaughtered that, I'm sure. Yeah. He's Croatian. Oh, there's a culture that... Mateshitz? That's a culture that's red-pilled and uh, (laughs) they don't fuck around. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you get get like Estonia and Croatia. Oh, no, wait a minute. He's not Croatian. I read that wrong. He's, He's Austrian. But apparently his name is Croatian. Ah. But yeah, he's Austrian. I was going to say, these guys, you know, Poland, Hungary, those kind of countries, they don't fuck around with this this woke uh, cancel culture bullshit, uh, this leftist. Yeah. Yeah. I I hear Hungary is so hardcore. Not only are they not big fans of... uh, you know these uh, Islamic uh, immigrants that were uh, trying to get in. That they put troops on the border to shoot them on sight. But uh, apparently, Hungary has their own uh, patrols that uh, go through like the, the the back streets and under bridges and such, looking for for uh, gypsies and Jews. <laughs> <laughs> not big okay. fans. Of, not big fans of them. Apparently, the mm-hmm. Hungarians. Yeah, that's a pretty well, pretty. Hard. Yeah, isn't uh, most of Hungary Muslim? I, I believe that they're either Muslim or they're or hard hardcore or hardcore know. Catholics or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because they 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 don't uh, uh, they don't uh, Turkey. I'm thinking of is mostly Muslim. Yeah, I think the Hungarians are. Could be wrong. I think I think the large Catholic population. Religion in Hungary, Roman Catholic, 37.2%. Yeah, there you go. And the next one would be Calvinism at 11%, non-religious at 18%. So, yeah, yeah. largely Catholic. Okay, yeah, because they, they don't take too kindly to anything different than them over there, but I noticed their COVID numbers are pretty low, their crime numbers are pretty low. Yeah. Then, you know, could be because of their harsh regime, but if it, work, if it works, it works, I guess. Uh, yeah, so anyway, the, the point I was getting at, though, the Red Bull CEO, he, uh, he's, not, uh, he's not taking a bite of the apple there as far as, uh, as, far as getting it. Eh? Yeah, he's like, fuck you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, good, good on him. Another, uh, another thing that came up... Uh, you know, this Me Too bullshit. Uh, I guess Tucker Carlson and all the male announcers from Fox News are getting Me Tooed. Uh, and already the lawsuit's got more holes than Swiss cheese. Yeah. Got these two female staffers that uh, worked for years for Fox, they were let go. And I guess because they were let go, that was their opportunity because... Don't forget, Bill O'Reilly was, you know, was sued, a former Fox host. So the, you know, the blueprint is there to go after them and say, well, look, this guy was. What's what's to say these guys weren't? Yeah. Perfect? So you know, and so they, but apparently already there's uh, emails leaked showing uh, showing their motives and uh, and painting these ladies in a bad light that the. Surprise, surprise, women not well, telling the truth. <laughs> you know, there is a certain gender in this world, and I'm not going to say which one it is, but one of the 
genders in this world is very vindictive by and large. Not all of them, but by and large, there's a lot of vindictivism there. Yeah, a good percentage. Like, you know, when, when they started that Me Too movement but way back when, and they were saying, oh, believe all of them. Believe every yeah. story. Like, they're not incapable of lying. Yeah, exactly. There's not a percentage of them that aren't telling the truth. Yeah. You know, I'm sure. Th- and and, and what- that's not there. The it, as a whole, there isn't a track record already of women coming out and lying about something like that when they've been shafted in some way. And then here's here's the thing for women to uh, vindictive. <laughs> hey, I've got two ex-wives. You're, you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> no, but uh, as far as far as, you know, women out there, if you want to be believed, if, if you've had something happen to you, you should be shaming, not sticking up for every story out there, but yeah. shaming the liars. Yeah, exactly. You, until, until you shame the liars and take responsibility for those that are that are putting a bad light on your you movement. You tell them, Serpico. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's you exactly want... what people say about bad cops. Until the good cops actually come out and denounce the bad cops and help get them busted, you have nothing but bad cops. Yeah. So, you know, and Tucker, it hasn't been a good week for Tucker Carlson, as it is. Uh, More sponsorship losses. Uh, He's he's got uh, this Me Too lawsuit that involves him and Hannity, Howard Kurtz, uh, others from Fox News. But... Like I'm not I've a said, big fan of most of their hosts. Like I don't care much for for Hannity, and and I couldn't stand Bill O'Reilly, but there are some ways in which I like Tucker. Well, I, Tucker I like is, some of the things that Tucker says. I like some of what he stands for, not all of it, but I do like some of it. And there's a lot of common sense in what he says. And that's the angle he seems to take. Is he's the common sense guy? Yeah. And he, there's a reason he's the number one rated host news host in the evening and it's because he comes at it with a logical perspective exactly and like you say he's not always and when you go at it from a logical perspective and common sense perspective you may not be right all of the time but you're going to be right most, most of, of the, the time. time yeah and uh, and more often than not then and, and, and he's what, a lot more um i guess the word would be tolerant than most people give him credit for. A lot of people think that he's very intolerant and everything, but that's because they don't actually sit there and listen to him. That's because they hear five words and, and they just refuse to listen to any more. Or they see the fact that he works for Fox and they figure, okay, well, that's all I need to know about him. Well, no, if you yeah. actually sit down and watch his show and listen to him, he is actually quite tolerant. He's not racist. He's not bigoted. You know, and, and he's, he's got a tolerance for the left if they make logical points and and that's where the 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 hate for him comes in is people don't understand is that he's not for the most part he's not putting them down he's asking questions and nobody has the right answers yeah you know and and because he's the top of the heap for the, the conservative perspective the leftists go that much harder at him yeah. And, he, and, and, you know, so we got this phony lawsuit that's by by all accounts going to be thrown out. 
We've got uh, the New York Times, an arch rival of Tucker's. He's been highly critical of their fake news lately. And so they've threatened to dox him, reveal his address as they're working on a story about, uh, about Tucker. And he recently on a broadcast before he went on vacation said that, uh, you know, this is yellow journalism and what yeah. they're doing. And he's, and so he's like, well, you know, tit for tat, these guys are doxing me. And he already had it happen once before. I believe it was the Washington Post when he was living in D.C. They doxed him and Antifa showed up at his house. Yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't there. His wife was. It's they good harassed him. He wasn't there because Tucker probably carries. <laughs> well, it, there's been accounts of him being like with his family in a restaurant, being accosted by weirdos in a restaurant, and and one of them said he's got a grown daughter, or teenage daughter, and someone said something lewd to her, and he basically was ready to engage in a fist fight yeah. in the restaurant defending his daughter's honor. But in this instance with the New York Times, they were basically threatening to dox him. And he had moved once already because of what happened in D.C. So I guess, you know, he figured tit for tat. So uh, he, he revealed the names of the reporter and mm. uh, the, the other people, the photographer, whatever. All the people involved from the New York Times that were involved in the story against him. And he put their names out there. Didn't reveal their addresses, but yeah. now showing their picture and their name, it's not too hard to look them up. So, okay, you know, kind of teasing them with, hey, yep. you're going to do it to me, I'll do it to you and see how you like That's it. That's right. He was quoted as saying, New York Times are working on a story about me and where my family lives. We have done nothing wrong. We pay our taxes, we obey the laws, and we are liked by our neighbors. Why would the New York Times reveal the location of my family home? unless it was to cause us harm. Exactly. To make an even more sensational story. To shut me up for my criticism and disagreements with the New York Times. The Washington Post uh, doxed me two years ago when I lived in D.C. and an angry mob surrounded my home and terrorized my wife. Hmm. So he's, he's, uh, he's, he's putting it out there that... Uh, you fuck with him, and he'll give you a taste of your own medicine. Yep. And uh, you know, it's been and with all the stress that's going on. You know, whether you agree or disagree with someone, you don't have the right to ruin the person's fucking life right. over an opinion. Cancel culture. Cancel culture. So he's taking a break. He's uh, walking away for for a few weeks while while the dust settles. This lawsuit. Uh, couple days back it was really big on the news now i noticed because the, the the leaked emails it's already dying down a bit mm. i haven't heard anything today i imagine by the time this even reaches court if it does at all it's going to get tossed because yeah. what we have here is two uh two bitter ex-employees trying to do a, a scam for uh yeah you know for 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 a book deal or something exactly yeah uh, another story getting to Canada. Uh, I don't know if you heard this one. We're so far in debt as a country here in uh, Kanakistan. <laughs> and uh, it just gets worse and worse. 
I had seen the story about the tourism BC, the British Columbia, our western province. Their government is seeking $680 million in relief funds from the feds over lost tourism from COVID. Now, this could set a dangerous precedent because if they ask for that much money, then you, you, with all the provinces and territories we have here, you can imagine, you know, times that by... Uh, <laughs> yeah. You well, know, watch the national debt triple. We're already we're already going into a supposed three hundred plus billion twenty twenty deficit, uh, which will make us a trillion dollars in debt overall. Yeah, uh, adding our previous debt. So there there that, is one good thing to come of it though, and that is that Trudeau probably won't survive it. Yeah, he he will probably not gain re-election because of how badly the country is fucked up right now. And that's, you know, I may be proven wrong, but history seems to stand on that side, whether it be Canadian prime ministers or American presidents. When the economy takes such a dump, they don't survive another term. Well, I look at the We Charity scandal that just came up uh, yeah. in the recent days. That wasn't a that's... We scandal. That's a big one, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nine hundred million dollars. I mean, uh, that's unreal. And then he's got uh, one of what was it, uh, Gerald Butts, uh, one of his good buddies there, at the payback, or was it Morno, Bill Morno? I don't know. But you know, he's got guys having to pay back money that they skimmed for whatever grift yeah. they had. Done. And he's and already that, tried his apology shtick for having his mother and his family involved. Yeah, and uh, then I heard about another another shady deal. Yeah, you know how Trump and uh, a lot of the Western countries are basically putting the kibosh on Iran and their nuclear ambitions and they, yeah. uh, you know, sanctions and whatnot. So I guess uh, being the the true idiot that he is, Trudeau is going to be. Uh, granting an emergency relief loan to Iran to the tune of $5 billion. <laughs> now, yeah, because we can afford that. Yeah, because like Canadians don't need any uh, relief right now from yeah. the economy being shut down and things like $5 billion. That Unreal. just came up. A $5 billion, it's being called a loan. But you know darn well Iran ain't paying that back. Yeah. Is that you know, going to come back? The worst thing is, is, in a way, I kind of agree with Trudeau in the point of standing with Iran. Because I think all this bullshit about trying to squash Iran's nuclear ambitions is bullshit. Because it's been proven time and time again that Iran does not have enough uranium for weapons of mass destruction. Their nuclear ambitions are purely to provide power to their people. And myself, personally, I don't even care about that stuff. To me, it's just if the rest of the, if the, rest of the Western nations are on board and unified in whatever, and we know that Trump hates us already and hates Iran, <laughs> and... Here's Trudeau. Trudeau's already pissed off Trump by no showing the 
the the signing of the trade deal with Mexico and the U.S. You know, he didn't he didn't meet up with the other two leaders. He snubbed. Well, that's because they're trying to fuck us with NAFTA even harder than when it originally came out, though. Oh, absolutely. But you know, I look at it like, regardless of that, he snubbed the other two leaders, showing his disdain. He's snubbing Trump. Like I'm thinking long game. I, regardless I know, but what, I still think in those particular cases, I think he was right to do it. it well, those are one of the few instances in which I would agree with Trudeau. Yeah, but the way I look at it, he should have had a better deal in the first place. So I look at it in the way that he's basically flipping the bird to Trump. And when all the shit hits the fan... Do you think our good neighbor to the south is going to help us out? Yeah, but it's one of those, it's, he's caught between a rock and a hard place because Trump is trying to pull his bullshit, I'm a powerful businessman shit, you're going to accept my deal whether you like it or not because you have no choice. And Trudeau's saying, well, fuck you, we do have a choice. And I have to agree with him on that. I disagree with him sending $5 billion to Iran, but I agree with him standing on Iran's side, and I agree with him not showing up for the NAFTA deal because Trump was trying to give us an even worse deal than we've ever had in the past. Yeah, but this was for the signing of the deal. The deal deal was already going through. What I'm saying is if he didn't like the deal, he should have worked it out more to our advantage. He tried. Well, he He tried. Trump wouldn't budge. Here's the thing. Trump We've was got... pulling his powerful businessman bullshit. Sorry, yeah, man. We... You and I are going to keep disagreeing on this one. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think there's any any need to disagree because the fact is we have the resources. They want our resources. They got to fucking come to us. Well, yeah, that's the thing. We've got Trump the oil. Looking at it that way. We've Trump got is the looking oil. at We've it as you have the resources, but you have nowhere to sell them. I'm giving you a place to sell them, so yeah, you have to bow the... to me. We've got the oil, we've got the grain, we've got the mining, we've got, you name it, we got it. Yeah. I think, I just think Trudeau was a goddamn pussy when it came to negotiating the deal. Oh yeah, I don't think he's And this is his way of trying to show he's a big boy yeah. by not showing. I'll, I'll agree that's, with you there, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so he's, you know, and this, this is what pisses me he off. He should have had better negotiators with him if he couldn't do it himself. Well, and I think it was that idiot Krista Freeland that uh, that was in charge of that, and you know, she's she's a waste of skin as far as I'm concerned. I've never seen seen her really accomplish anything for us. It, we went from uh, before this government, we were doing okay trade wise. Since this government, we have a trade deficit. Yeah. So, and we're a resource based economy. We have what everybody else wants. Exactly. We shouldn't be in a deficit. So no. that's what I was saying. No, I'll, I'll have to agree with you in, in that when it gets down to that point. Yeah. As far as that Iran stuff, I mean, like, let's let's face it, all those Middle Eastern wars, that had more to do with the central banks than anything. Yeah. You look at, and Iran you look at, still isn't under central banking, so they're still you know, trying think, to take them. Again, I think it's only like them, North Korea, and Cuba are the remaining, because the Libya, Libya got destroyed, and now they have all these. It's, these are all banking wars, and if they're not banking wars, then they're like, you know, blood diamonds, the opium fields in fucking yeah. Afghanistan. You know, it's it's all shady shit. You know, like it's 
it's not what people think it is. They always have to, oh, evil dictator, evil yeah. regime. It's like I, I like you know, blood diamonds. They're a pretty color. Oh, oh, <laughs> that means something else. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so BC government's fucking. If they if they get that six hundred and eighty million, you imagine diamonds. what Ontario, Alberta, up. Quebec. Imagine what all these places. Uh, you know, we're 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 in big trouble if yeah. this goes. Through. And remember, uh, remember speaking Ron, of big... remember Ron White's bit about diamonds. They should just be honest about it. Diamonds that'll shut her up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out to Ron White, even though you're never going to watch this. Yeah, shout out to Ron White, favorite uh, alcoholic comedian. Mm. So uh, the saga of Ezra Levant and Rebel News continues. I loved his book, The Lebranos, but he had a hard time getting that book through. Uh, Trudeau tried to get it banned, of yeah. course. Chapters pulled it, but uh, Amazon continued to sell it, and it became a bestseller. And that book, I ordered one for myself. It exposed a lot of the, you know, like the Lavalin affair, all the different scandals, ethics violations, things that are documented and on the books. So it, it was it was yeah, no surprise he, he wanted that Trudeau to just doesn't want us reminded of. Yeah. And then uh, his recent book now, it's called The China Virus. So guess which country is putting the kibosh on Ezra Levant's new book, <laughs> yeah. China Virus. And so, which, which virus is he talking about? Yeah, which virus? Yeah, yeah. That's the one odd. That I, I haven't heard of a China virus. Hmm. No, they keep calling it something else. Yeah, COVID something or something. Oh, oh that one. Yeah. So the plague. His, yeah. So his latest book, The China Virus, he was about to do. Uh, it's funny. Uh, at first, it was banned from Amazon. Then he uh, he did some maneuvering with his lawyers, and it got unbanned from Amazon. Hmm. Then he went to do like a what? What do you call it? With the you know the, the a book opening, whatever. He, oh, okay, like a book signing. Yeah, and at, at, a, at, a, at a bookstore, and that got shut down, and he was notified that Amazon once again had uh, decided to ban his book. <laughs> and last I heard, okay, banned, unbanned, banned. Now apparently you can order it, but supposedly only on uh, Kindle and not paperback or whatever. And hmm. So there's more fuckery going on, but... You know this book's got to be one heck of a juicy, uh, juicy uh, story if uh, if they're going to this great lengths to to railroad them. Yeah, no kidding. Because with that Librano's book, I mean they sent the RCMP to hassle him. Yeah, and, and he didn't back down. Yeah, but now he's dealing with the communist government of China, and they, they're well, they're not. As long as he doesn't <laughs> go there, he's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But you know, it'd be interesting to see if Amazon because they can't cucks. do anything to them overseas. Well, it'll be interesting to see though if Amazon cucks and uh, yeah. ends up because we see like what the NBA and a bunch of other Hollywood they've all basically they, they tow the China line and if you yeah. get them get them to say anything it's like oh, 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 oh even South Park 
they tried to lift that South Park episode that criticized China. Yeah, that was that, that was a you know like a, a complete fucking farce. You know, and South Park was pointing that out in the cartoon, and uh, yeah, they tried to ban South South Park. I believe is banned in China too. Yeah, and of course, the other nation like that has six letters. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The one that everybody bends over to. Yeah. Have I mentioned how much I love Jewish people? <laughs> well, have I mentioned? there's nothing wrong with the people. The people are people, man. I don't care what stripe you are, but uh, certain governments love, in this world. We love our brothers and sisters from Israel. Just shalom. not Benjamin Netanyahu. Yeah, shalom, whatever. Yeah, well, uh, and speaking of uh, cancel culture and uh, censorship, actually, you know what? To be what? to be perfectly honest, it's not even Israel that I have any kind of problem with in their government. It's everybody else around the world just bends over to them. Yeah, it's, it's not so much Israel that's the problem. It's everybody else just cucking to them. Yeah, and it makes you wonder if there's like uh, if we've been indoctrinated as as uh, white people to just forever carry white guilt over what happened both with slavery and world war two. And, you know, like it's amazing. We're the only people I know that share this kind of bullshit guilt over stuff. There's been so many genocides from all different sides throughout history. And yet we're the only ones that are made to carry some kind of guilt over something, you know, that happened how many years ago, whatever the genocide, you know, Kind of like the Armenian genocide that Kasparian denies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's the one. Yeah, and, <laughs> she, and she works for the network called the Young Turks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. What a dummy. Which is a name name taken from uh, the genocide itself. <laughs> yeah, so well. is the Wolf Pack. Well, she wasn't exactly Harvard bred. I believe she graduated University of. Uh, no, it was at the Northern Cal, something like North Cal, Northbridge, some butt fuck yeah. community college. <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of cancel culture and censorship, Owen Benjamin, the famous comedian who uh, had his whole career taken away from him because he made a few controversial tweets yeah. regarding regarding uh transgender kids regarding uh different controversial taboo tub uh subjects uh he's he had to endure losing his gig at the hollywood improv as a regular host Hmm. he had to endure losing his agent losing his agency not being able to work any in any club in the states uh, that was affiliated with his agency, so he uh, he you know he made it on his own. He took his uh, took his what what savings he had, moved out to a farm out in Washington, started live streaming from his uh, you know from his farm and uh, just ranting on a nightly basis on these live streams. He became epic on YouTube, had hundreds <laughs> of thousands of subscribers before YouTube gassed him. He's now on D Live, 
D-Live's kind of been off and on fucking with him, but uh, he set up his own uh, member site, and he set up a Patreon, and Patreon claimed that he broke some sort of terms of service, gassed him and all of his subscribers, <laughs> and never gave back the money. Oh, lovely. So he... Uh, he, along with 400, I believe, 400 of his Patreon members all filed together as, as one a lawsuit against Patreon. Ooh. And uh, uh, I've been getting updates on, uh, I don't know if you ever go to that YouTube channel, Rakeda Law. No. Or Rakisha Law. I forget how he pronounces his name. He's, he's a, a lawyer based out of Minnesota who has a YouTube channel. And he weighs in on a lot of famous legal cases, and he has lengthy live streams with other YouTubers. And uh, he's a character, but he's supposed to be well-versed in these matters. And he's been following, along with uh, journalist Mike Cernovich, I've been following their tweets about, uh, about the progress in the Owen Benjamin case against Patreon. Apparently, he is on the verge of a major victory or settlement at least against Patreon to they're saying could be 50 million or more which would destroy Patreon yeah no kidding yeah you know, at least make things very difficult for them to be uh so folks if you if if you're uh <laughs> I don't know I don't know what I was going to say but I guess I guess what I'm thinking is I hope he wins, but Patreon is something that I really was, uh, as a co as you and I as content creators, you know, we're running out of places to go, and Patreon yeah. is supposed to be one of these places, but if they did what is claimed in the lawsuit and basically gassed him for no reason, then I hope he wins. Yeah. I hope he fucking cleans them out. Yeah. And that it's, it becomes a shining example to all these idiots in the cancel culture movement hmm. that you want to do this and you don't have good reason to be prepared yeah. for what happens in, in court of law because there'll be repercussions. You'll start seeing, we're already seeing Google and YouTube being taken to court, you know, for, by multiple people over this kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Hmm. Uh, I'm rooting for the guy, but I'm torn because... Yeah, because Patreon does seem like a good thing and a good way for content creators to make money. Yeah, but but I mean, even if that's at, what they're actually doing, then they deserve to be cleaned out. And you look at Google right now, like, did you hear the last few days? Apparently that glitch, supposed glitch has been fixed. But for a few days, people were unable to go on the on the Google search and type in certain conservative uh, yeah I heard about know, that yeah, daily that was a glitch. daily caller Breitbart Infowars Alex Jones etc yeah. etc you know all the usual suspects and uh, but it it was more expansive it was literally almost every conservative viewpoint yeah every. You know, and the best you could hope for was they would take you to either a, a article, a negative article 
about whatever it was you were searching for <laughs> or their Wikipedia page, if but not the site itself. So it, it was quite puzzling, but uh, I, I was checking the Twitter and a lot of people now are reporting that uh, whatever that glitch was, it miraculously seems to have been corrected. <laughs> so Funny how that works out. And funny the timing, you know, trying to sneak that through when we're coming up on, uh, you know, in the United States at least, getting closer and closer to election time. Yep. Let's silence one half of the argument, and that way we create that echo chamber for the other side yep. and, and silence the voices of dissent on the other. You know, don't want to have open debate or have choice. No, you know, we can't have that. Heaven forbid. You know, imagine if when Bush was in power, they did something like that, like, you know, hmm. except did it to the left. Like, yeah. You know, there'd be a revolt for sure. Yep, that's for sure. So uh, that St. Louis couple uh, we talked about before, the, 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 the husband and wife lawyer team, they uh, they had their property trespassed on by yeah. uh, the protesters in St. Louis, and they brandished firearms to scoop them off their property and prevent from uh, being assaulted. Uh, it turns out these protesters they were crossing through that property to go to the mayor of St. Louis's house, and this idiot mayor of St. Louis. Like these lawyers actually did him, uh, him. I, I forget if it's a male or female, the mayor of St. Louis. But they did this mayor of St. Louis a favor by chasing off these protesters the way they did. Yeah. Because they they ended up not getting to the mayor's house and causing a shit show there. But that's and not really much of a defense to say, oh, we were crossing through your property to get to the other. Well, why didn't you go around my property? You don't have to cross through. But get a load of but get a load of this. So, the the mayor of St. Louis was having the city prosecutor go after the St. Louis couple on some bogus uh, weapons charge. Yeah. And you know, and and the St. Louis couple. It's funny. They're lawyers. Apparently, they're civil rights lawyers and lifelong Democrats. Hmm. So talk about the left eating itself. Yeah. No kidding. And then these these buffoons. Like fight for yourself, goddammit. No, they're out they're out there making statements saying they support the protesters and they support the uh, the movement. Well yeah, you supported them so much you were out on your porch with an AR fifteen and the wife had a pistol <laughs> and you're you know, chasing them and call, you know, telling them to get the fuck off your property or you'll blow them away. Well, yeah, but I mean if you think <laughs> that they're there for you you know. I mean, it doesn't matter if you support them or not. If they're suddenly trying to eat their own, you're going to defend yourself, right? Exactly. Exactly. And this is what... And so here you have this leftist mayor trying to prosecute these two leftist attorneys who were attacked by a leftist mob. Yeah. Like, it's it's the perfect shit show if ever I've seen one. Yep. And I'm just sitting back like, Oh, this is beautiful. You know, <laughs> this is what's wrong with these Marxists, these communists. Yeah, these, exactly. These they don't realize how they're destroying their own movement. Yeah, the goddamn mayor of Portland was out protesting with the protesters, 
trying to virtue signal. <laughs> These protesters are destroying the city that he's a mayor of. Yeah. He's out there with them, and, and it's still not enough. They're chirping him, getting in his face, poking him, throwing stuff at him. And then he, he's, he tries to go to the front of the line to face the police. The police are uh, either, it was either tear gas or pepper spray, but they, they doused the crowd. And, of course, he's front row center for his opportunity. <laughs> so getting, you know, putting up with all that abuse from the people he's, and there's, there's like this Unreal. video of him. So there's this video of him after, and he's all disheveled. You know, just been tear gassed his eyes or pepper sprayed his eyes are all. And there's this girl, you know, some some white Marxist uh, college chick, you know, with fucking, you know, dreadlocks or whatever, of course, and she's white. And she's like poking him and giving him shit. And I'm like, you fucking moron. Yeah. You, you deserve everything you got coming to you. And I hope that city burns to the fucking ground. Well, Sorry, and, folks. And, and just standing up against his own police, he deserves what he got coming to him. Yeah. You know, like you you don't stand up against the your own police when you're the mayor of a city. If you're if you disagree with what they're doing, you make legislative changes. You don't go and protest against them, because that just shows them they've got no support from the top down. You got this idiot mayor of Chicago. I call her Beetlejuice. Because she looks like that that guy that used to be on Howard Stern. You remember that Beetlejuice, that that black guy that used to appear on uh, Howard yeah. Stern. Oh, you got to check out this mayor of Chicago when you get a chance. She looks looks like an alien, eh? Like just the most <laughs> weird looking. And she's into this whole uh, you know uh, Marxist uh, agenda, communist agenda. She's now. Like crime is out of control in Chicago. Yeah, she's she's basically gutted her police department, handcuffed them, and murders going through the roof in Chicago. So Trump, for all his faults, he says, "Hey, you guys need help over there. I'm going to send the feds. I'm going to send whatever over there to to help you know quell the situation." And she's now doing press conferences. Saying, you know, telling people to call 911 if you see any feds. Like, what? She's going to sick her police force on the feds who are trying to help the police? Yeah. Uh, what am I missing here? <laughs> this is uh, this is what's got me just out of my fucking mind seeing what's going on in some of these places. Well, mind you, in a way, she's kind of right, though, because the feds have no jurisdiction in a municipality. And a municipal cop can arrest a federal cop if he's out of his jurisdiction. Well, and this is why I say let these fucking cities burn. Because these people, they're not grateful. They don't want the help and they're ungrateful for it. Yeah. And and if Trump actually wanted wanted to win, I don't even think he wants to, to win the next election the way he's governing. Because he's doing the wrong thing every step of the way. He should just let these fucking Democrat blue states and cities burn. Let them burn. I then... said it before he even got elected, and I stand by it now. I think that he just wants to see how far he can push it before he'll actually be ejected. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. he wants to see how far he can push things. He didn't expect to get elected in the first place. He wanted to see how far he could push it. 
and then he got surprised by getting elected. Now he wants to keep seeing how far he can push it because obviously that wasn't far enough. And a lot of his own supporters, uh, you see the comments online when he he started. Remember when he uh, there's that famous picture of him with his generals, you know, wearing the mask for the yeah. first time. And that 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 image has become iconic now because now so many of these uh, remaining Trump supporters, the diehards, they're just dejected and deflated because they see him cucking now to the mask agenda. And they realize, oh, this, you know, it doesn't matter who's in there. It's just a big fucking scam. Yep. Yeah, it's just, he's cucking just like the others do. and uh, Which you and I have always known, and a few people know, but uh, not enough know it. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. It doesn't matter like, who's in power. Somebody else is pulling the strings. Exactly. These these are just the useful idiots in government. Yep. They're yeah, the puppet masters. And they don't the even know that their strings are being pulled. That's, you know, because yeah. a lot of people will say, well, uh, how is it possible that every president that has ever come into power has always been willing to follow what the higher-ups are telling him? It's because he doesn't even know. They're manipulating him on levels that he can't even see. He's not aware of the manipulation, and he's going, he's playing right into it every time. Well, look at one of his closest advisors was his idiot son-in-law Jerry yeah. Kushner, who's a who's a self-proclaimed Zionist and uh, supremacist, and he was pushing his own. And he's a, a liberal, so you're a supposed conservative Republican, and you've got someone who's advising you. Who, as soon as you tell him what you want to do, he's behind your back, undermining you, anyways. Yeah. You know, I guess he finally recently woke up and saw like this kid, this kid that's banging my daughter. He keeps fucking me over. I yeah. tell him to do this, and he does that. He's stabbing me in the back. Okay, Jared, you got to take a back seat now. We're giving yeah. you a a smaller role because you're fucking me, and not in a good way. So, <laughs> you know, and that Kushner's dad was some sort of crook. Went to jail on some sort of yeah, you know, and white collar crime. So comes from a line of scumbags. So. Oh, yeah. Well, that's how he fits in so well with the Trump family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a long line of scumbags, both sides. <laughs> Bo both sides of the aisle there. Oh, fuck. I tell you, Lee, I, I, w I wish, wish I had more funny, uh, you know, wacky stories and whatever for the, yeah, for the, like the news of the weird that we used to do a couple of years back you know I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to just, bring there back, isn't anything i have to try and bring it back there's so little of it though now like everything is just fucking shit and yeah uh, you know, everything is is covid or u.s politics covid or u.s politics canadians should be giving a fuck about canadian politics but we're all too goddamn stupid yeah you know, like i you know, you and I, you and I, I've said it before, you know, we're surrounded by sheep up here. Frickin' you got three quarters of the people buying into the masks, three quarters of the people buying into, oh, let's shut everything down or let's restrict everything. Yeah. Oh, we, think of the children. Think of the children. The children are the ones affected the least by this virus because yeah. they've got stronger antibodies than think the older Think of my people. arse and take a long, hard suck on it. 
<laughs> you know, my kids are pro- if my kids are lucky enough to go to school this fall, they'll probably only be able to do so in a goddamn bubble suit. Yeah, because because or, of the or they'll only be able to do so two days a week because they have to alternate half the class. Yeah, you know, it's like it's just like with the sports now. You look at the sports, you know, some of these like baseball and some of these other sports are coming back, but they're doing it to either empty stadiums or. They're putting cardboard cutouts of fans and pumping in crowd noise. So basically, they've become living video games. Yeah. Like, imagine, you know, you're watching a game on TV and they're pumping fake crowd noise. You're looking at cardboard cutouts instead of real fans. Yeah. Like, this is how stupid people have become. (laughs) Like, that's. I actually saw on uh, Facebook, I think it was. I saw a picture of an idea that a teacher had, and I thought it was a really good idea. She took the desks, and she arranged them in a square, all facing each other, and she bought some ABS, uh, some really thin ABS piping, and dollar store uh, shower curtains, and she made an X of the shower (laughs) curtains in between the four desks. I thought that's a great idea because there's your barrier right there. You know, like I don't think it's necessary, but if you believe that it's necessary, there's your your barrier, your cough and sneeze barrier right between the kids. Yeah, there's that way you can have all your all thirty kids in the classroom or however many it is, and have them arranged in that way. Yeah, it's that give that peace of mind to all the dummies and sheep. Yeah, it's like the plastic shields that we have in the cabs between the front and back seat now, and nobody gets to sit in the front. It's basically a sneeze guard or a cough guard, you know, but it's there. And and actually, because of it now, I don't have to wear a mask because with this mandatory mask thing that we were talking about earlier, that's come into play in our city. Uh, you know, it, it's mandatory in workspaces too, which would mean I would have to wear one. But because our boss went and put in these plastic barriers in the cars back when all of this first started, we don't have to wear masks because we've got that barrier. Nobody's sitting in the front seat. Yeah. Which is well, good and- because like I say, I wear glasses. My glasses are going to fog up if I'm wearing a mask. So I ain't wearing one. But yeah. as it turns out, I don't have to because of that barrier. The only time I'll have to wear a mask is if I get out to help with groceries or loading the trunk of anything, then, you know, I can slip the mask on, which I still won't unless anybody complains, but. <laughs> well, do you have a neck gaiter? I have one, yeah. Yeah, use those. They, 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 you know, they, they do the trick. All, all, you look at the, the word of the law and it's just a face covering. Oh, yeah, Not exactly. It can be anything. I, uh, my my wife and I were talking about that earlier. It could be a freaking cheesecloth, which isn't yeah. going to stop anything, but it fits the description of the law. Yeah. You know, these <laughs> bandanas and scarfs, whatever that. Yeah. And anything but those goddamn masks. Like, oh, yeah. yeah anything just, but a surgical mask. Or, just, or it, even an N95 dust mask. It just reeks, reeks of uh, enslavement. It's yeah. just barbar- barbaric. Anyway, we've uh, we've been re- we've been in a real intense conversation for the last little while. How about we uh, we take oh, her back? Have and, an aneurysm there or something? You... Yeah, what <laughs> the blood pressure is starting to yeah. <laughs> just the world. The world is such a shitty place nowadays. I don't know. I'd like to I'd like to 
I'm, I'm, I'm really missing the 80s. I don't know about you. I'm really missing the 80s. Those were good times, eh? Yeah. I miss anyway. Rick Astley, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and I don't miss Carlisle. I did, I did love her. Frankie goes to Hollywood. <laughs> hey, no. Maestro Fresh Wes. <laughs> Let your backbone slide. <laughs> Let your backbone slide. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good times, memories. Parents oh. just don't understand. <laughs> like grade eleven, I was grade eleven. I was right into Tone Loke. Oh yeah. I just played the shit out of Tone Loke wherever. You know who I remember you were into in high school, though, was uh, Two Live Crew. Yes, yes. <laughs> I know that. I, I went through a few cassettes of yeah. Two Live Crew. For the, oh. <laughs> Two Live Crew, Tone Loke, Public Enemy, Beastie Boys. You know, it's funny. A lot of this it is something that uh, I kind of reflect on every now and then. A lot of this uh, classic rock now from the 70s and 80s, like Queen and Journey and, and all those great bands like that, I never knew them back in the 70s and 80s. You know, a lot of that music I never heard until the late 90s when I started collecting CDs and that. And the reason wasn't because I was in some kind of bubble in the 70s. It was because I was in a metal bubble. <laughs> Everybody yeah. around me was listening to metal. I grew up with Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, you know, Megadeth, Metallica when they started coming out, Motorhead. Like, those were the guys I listened to back then. Even uh, Poison, to a degree, uh, Cinderella, you know, of course, Guns N' Roses when they started yeah. coming out. You know, I was like every... I, for I was me, into the metal and the glam metal. <laughs> for me, every year of high school was a different phase. It was weird. Like, grade nine, freshman year, yeah, it was the hard rock, heavy metal, yeah. you know, Ozzy, Sabbath. You know, well, uh, all of my friends had older brothers, too. Yeah. And their older brothers were teenagers when we were in, you know, like we were like eight or nine years old in the late seventies and that their older brothers were 14, 15 and they were all listening to Motley Crue and, and Black Sabbath and Megadeth. And, you know, they were all heavy metal heads, those guys. So that's what I grew up on. So a lot of that great classic music, I never even heard of it until the late nineties. That's yeah, so like, <laughs> For me, grade nine and ten was like the heavy metal years. Grade eleven and twelve, you know, junior senior years, yeah. I, I swung swung to the rap and and yeah. uh, and it's all stuff that I love nowadays. You know, yeah. Queen and Journey and and all of that kind of stuff. But I just never even knew about it back then. And then you know, we were the well class of I was class of eighty nine. I was a card-carrying member of the KISS Army in the 70, 78, I think. I got my KISS t-shirt and, you know, did the mail-order thing for my, uh, my ourselves club here. card. Yeah, dating ourselves here. Class of 89. So we, and then the grunge didn't hit till Nirvana and Pearl Jam. So that was yeah. the early 90s. Yeah. So that was the early college years was the grunge. And then, uh, and now... As an you know, as an old fart, now it's yeah. I'm reverting back to like classic rock, southern rock, country. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that's I, the other thing I grew up on back then too was country. My dad was always into country music. And, yeah, now and my grandmother lived right next door and, and one of my dad's brothers lived with her and my dad's youngest sister lived with her, you know, and it was all country music around there, except my dad's youngest sister. She listened to most of the modern stuff. It's funny, though, that through the years, like that's that's I think that's one of the common areas, uh, like common things you and I have with the music is, you know, we're both very diverse in our musical tastes because yeah. we both went through different phases yeah. You know, like you see with the urban culture, you know, once once they're on the on the rap, they're on the rap. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And then you got like, you know, the suburb kids are all into the, like the skater punk or the heavy metal. Yeah. And, and but uh, me, you know, I grew up grew up in the country. Yeah. Got got bust got bust to school in town. And, you know, those are those eight mid 80s. You know, every year was a different phase because you're getting different influences. You, yeah. know, was, you know, like like I say, er, early on it was the heavy metal stuff, then it was the rap, and then and, not and the. That's shit. the thing coming into the '80s and the late '80s in high school, and that there was all those different. You know, you had like Tiffany and Belinda Carlisle and, and In Excess and Rick Astley and all of those '80s bands, which I like a lot of that stuff too. But again, you know, I wasn't hearing Queen and Journey and any of those. I keep saying just Queen and Journey, but, you know, there, there's so many more in that genre. And I just yeah, well, still even, wasn't hearing them at that time. Well, even still, like in my collection, you know, you know Queen, Journey, Foreigner, Boston. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those kinds of bands. REO Speedwagon. REO Speedwagon, yeah. You know, that was that was the shit back then. Yeah. And it still resonates today with you know, my white man. But those soul. were the bands that were that were topping the charts in the seventies. And that's and it, when I wasn't listening to them because I was listening to metal. And then coming into the eighties was all of those eighties bands, so I still wasn't listening to all those other seventies ones. You know, yeah. and like I say, I didn't find out about most of them until the late nineties. I started listening to Queen. I was like, I I missed this? Like what the hell? <laughs> you know. Mind you, I, I have to think back. Actually, Queen would be one of the ones that I had heard of because I do remember watching the Live Aid concert. So Queen would be one of the ones that I had heard of, but I don't think I had heard of Journey. I don't think I had heard of Trooper until the nineties. You know, Ario Speedwagon was probably one that maybe I heard on the radio in the 80s, but, you know, didn't really, I, I didn't own any of their uh, records or cassettes, you know. I used to be addicted, just addicted to Def Leppard Hysteria. Yeah. When that, al when that, that. album came out. <laughs> I mean, I heard of Pyromania, that was their breakout. Yeah. But, but to me, that Hysteria, I mean... That was cruising music. Yeah, you know, that's the only like, thing what, I remember in high school is you were a big Def Leppard fan. Seven, <laughs> they had like seven or eight hit songs off that. Yeah. And it was just a different sound because they had to come up with a different sound for their that one-armed drummer yep. there. Cause, and so they created this new sound and this special drum and, kit. And you know, you really got to give them credit for that because they didn't just dumb down the drum riffs so that he could play it with one arm they actually created a whole new sound he created a whole new sound they they didn't uh you know they didn't slough off on it and say well i guess we're just gonna have to do simple riffs you know like 
he actually worked hard and created a whole new sound for himself. Yeah, he he had created the, like an elaborate set of foot pedals yeah. to make to make up for being just with the one arm. Eh? Yeah. And then the, the way they synthesized the sound too, that the guitars and whatnot. But uh, yeah, you know, even today, like still diverse in my musical taste. But I I lean as I'm getting older, I'm leaning more and more to like the southern rock. Yeah. The southern rock and country, like and Celtic uh, rock. <laughs> I love Celtic rock. Newfie new new yeah, music. Newfie rock, which is basically Celtic rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Shanny Ganuck, great yeah. band. Yeah, great, great big, big C. C. Yeah, uh, the boys from Gander. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you ready for a game of Would You Rather? Sure. Let's end this on a good note here. So. It was nice that we talked a bit about music and got off the... Yeah, we got into some more good stuff there instead of all that shitty stuff. So, uh, for first-time listeners, viewers, we have this regular uh, segment game we call uh, Would You Rather. Everyone's heard of Would You Rather. I ask uh, Canadian Info Warrior Destry McLean series of Would You Rather questions, and... uh, yeah, let the hilarity and hijinks begin. Mm-hmm. Question number one, Destry. Would That's you rather me. that aliens that make first contact with us be A, robots, or B, organic creatures? I don't think I really have a preference on that unless it affects the way they're going to treat us. Well, and that's, know, that's if, the... uh, they're going to treat us like shit because they're inorganic, then obviously I would prefer organic. But uh, I don't think that necessarily dictates how they're going to treat us. Well, it, 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 it does make you wonder because it is open to debate. You know, would an organic creature be more peaceful or, you know, not as because like an organic creature could be prone to emotions both good or bad but a robot a robot could be diplomatic but then again it could be programmed also to just be ruthless and not give a shit well exactly that's the thing i mean it could be but i i don't think the state of being necessarily uh is going to dictate how they're going to treat us the uh, robot, you know, if they're robotic, they might be purely logical, and uh, that might be good, it might be bad. It depends on the way their logic goes. Yeah. It could be an Asimov horror story, or it could be a, it could be a <laughs> Borg, or it could be a good thing. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have a gummy while we're doing this, but it's not a 1,000 milligram Death Star. <laughs> okay, so you're not pulling a Joey Coco Diaz on No, only about 10 or 12 milligrams in this one. Okay. <laughs> well, if I were if I were to have to choose gun to my head, I think at least with organic creatures even if even if their intent initially might be evil, there is at least the chance of persuasion. There's no persuading a robot it's programmed to do what it's going to do so i would have to go i would have to go with organic creatures take my chances that way yeah 
I think you're probably right on that. I I just I think it's a toss up. There's really no way to predict, but like you say, at least with an organic creature, there is a chance that you could reason with them, even if they are uh, malicious from the start. But what would freak you out more, though? You know, seeing a, like a, the UFO lands in the town square, and fucking out, out comes a robot, or out comes some fucking gnarly looking alien. Gort, Glatu Barada Nikto. <laughs> hey, what would freak you out more? <laughs> I don't know. It would depend on how freaky looking the alien is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, the robot might come out being a fairly normal looking bipedal humanoid robot. And the <laughs> alien might have tentacles and, and three stocked eyes. and <laughs> Like that character from The Simpsons there. Right? Yeah. Or, or the alien creature from The Simpsons. Or, or the alien creature from Futurama. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, so we're both in agreement, organic creatures? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Question number two. Would you rather lose the ability to read or lose the ability to speak? Hmm. That's a if tough one. If you were forced into either of these disabilities that you had to have one of these disabilities would you rather lose the ability to read or lose the ability to speak or communicate through speech i think i'd rather lose the ability to speak because there's ways (laughs) to get around that you know i mean there's there's sign language there's technology that can help with that elon musk has almost got that Neuralink thing ready to go he figures another year or so and it'll be ready for trials so you know that could definitely help you with speech synthesis through a computer Mm. whereas not being able to read would be an incredible handicap Mm. Mm. i I think uh i think i'm in agreement there because like you say you know sign language texting yeah you know note writing chalkboard whatever exactly and if you can't read, you can't do any of those things anyway. No. <laughs> and and think of how much you 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 miss out on with with reading. Yeah. Reading is you know knowledge. Well, just the the simple issue of employment, even. Employment. You, you got to be able to read for most jobs. You got to yeah. be able to read to uh, get a driver's license. You know, being you know, able to read read directions, read signs. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I would definitely go with not being able to speak and, and just try to overcome that with technology and whatever is available. Huh. So hey, two for two. Yeah. Or we're, we're, we've been trending pretty good there, uh, <laughs> yeah, as far as the uh, This shows how the... similar we are in our viewpoints. <laughs> yeah. Well question number three. Would you rather be in jail for a year or B, would you rather lose a year of your lifespan? So would you rather lose your freedom? Oh, definitely and be- a year of my lifespan. That's easy. Yeah. Because <laughs> that, that'll probably be one of those shitbag wearing wheelchair riding years that I don't want anyway. 
I'm already a smoker. I'm probably losing 10 years off my life already. What's another one? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and from someone, from someone who knows what it's like behind bars, even if ever, even if ever so briefly, glug, glug, glug. Uh, yeah. It sucks. Uh, having, having no freedom really sucks. Yeah. And you could say, oh, uh, a year, that ain't fuck all. But what's the difference? You, you spend that year in jail. Well, there, there's the year that, you know, if you, if you went for the other option, that's, that's that fucking year you're missing, except you're losing, you're, you know what I mean? You're missing it in your prime because yeah. you're going to jail. Yeah, exactly. I you would know? rather lose that year at the end of my life. Than in the middle of it. Yeah. And, and the other thing, too, is you lose that year at the end of your life, you're not really having to sit through that year and experience it. <laughs> you no, know, that's one, whereas that's, sitting in jail for a year, you're having to sit through that year and experience it. Yeah, jail, jail is, is, is deprivation and suffering. Yeah. And, and to do that in your prime, whereas, oh, you know, uh, instead of going to jail, we'll just take a year off your lifespan Okay, so instead yeah. of kicking, instead of kicking the bucket at you know, let's say oh, seventy five at seventy four, or you know, in my case, you know, instead of sixty five at sixty four, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. But yeah, you, you, who wants to even Hunter? If you, if you if you're not one of the conspiracy theorists, you know, even Hunter Thompson supposedly, if you believe the story. Uh, you know, checked out because of uh, his suffering. Although I, you and I like I, how carefully you're saying that, because you know I don't believe the story. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but yeah, like as far as you know, as far as would you would you rather? Uh, I mean, look. Obviously, Jeffrey Epstein decided that you know he was he was in favor of that. He didn't like jail, so he took his own life. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, that's, and, that's what it was. Yeah. And it was just a coincidence that the cameras weren't working and the guards yeah, exactly the guards were asleep. Just and, a string uh, of bad coincidences. That's all. Yeah. You know, you know it could happen to anyone. I mean, you know, it wouldn't shock me in the least if Ghislaine Maxwell, you know, slipped on a banana peel in her Did you cell. you see the latest uh, meme with those two? No. The picture of Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell standing together, and it says... Uh, uh, relationships are all about finishing each other's sentences. <laughs> nice. Because <laughs> she's going to be finishing his. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> if she lives long enough. If she lives. That reminds me, you know, the uh, Vegas odds makers, they're taking, uh, they're taking bets on what method of death she has behind bars. It's pretty comical. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> But I, I, I don't think I don't think she's got to worry about that because I think uh, they're either gonna they've either got a sweet deal for her to shut up on her own, or they've or uh, depending on who's got control of her, they've got a sweet deal for her that will allow her to rat out yeah. certain people as and, long as and she that, doesn't rat out certain others. Exactly. You notice how Trump Trump said uh, when asked about her that. Oh, I don't know her very well, but uh, you know, I, I 
I wish her well. You know, like something along those lines. Like, why yeah. are you saying you wish her well? There's a picture of you and Melania hanging out with Epstein and Maxwell. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, and and like, there's also been the story that he banned Epstein from uh, Mar-a-Lago because he was being a perv to one yeah. of the guests. But you are you are the company you keep, and yep. So he didn't mind them too much for a while. <laughs> neither did the Clintons, and neither yep. did the neither did the Royals, and neither <laughs> did. Uh, but that's another story. Yep. So, so yeah, there we go. Three for three. Three for three. Yeah, I, I, we're on a roll with this. Would you rather? I think it just shows how uh, in sync and uh, the wavelength is yeah. as far. As... That's why we work together well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, at least as far as podcasting goes, if yeah. we were doing like ditch digging or construction, we'd be, <laughs> probably be at each other. We'd be like oh, yeah. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, you know, in some other miserable uh, field of work. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been another week. Yeah, it's been another adventure. It has been. So I guess on that note, folks, we're gonna call it a night here and uh we'll see y'all next week oh wait oh before uh, last week i had i did have someone uh, come at me uh message me asking about uh, why i didn't uh, do my usual sign off well in case anyone hasn't noticed since i stopped criticizing a certain ceo from a certain corporation that hosts our videos uh, our views were allowed, uh, while they weren't as uh, you know, messed with as they were in yeah, previous. Yeah, they weren't as truncated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think uh, I'm gonna, and it, it was coming off an episode where I actually said that I would not only kiss her ass, I but would eat, eat her, her ass, <laughs> eat her ass, as long as she didn't fuck with our channel and allowed us to uh, succeed on here. So. I think I'm going to keep with that trend and not uh, not tell off this uh, certain CEO of uh, not biting YouTube. the hand that we hope is going to feed us. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it feeds us one day. Yeah, yeah. Have have a wonderful evening, Miss Susan Wajicki, <laughs> and everybody I've, at Google and YouTube, and everybody at Google and YouTube, and uh, yeah. Yeah, and all that good stuff, and 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 to our friends in Israel and communist China, we we love you too. We 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 really appreciate you for who you are. And just and, be sure we cover all our podcast hosts here. You know, we love everybody at Apple. Tim Cook, Johnny yeah. Ive, who's departed Apple now, but actually, I do love Johnny Ive. <laughs> Shout Phil out Schiller, to our old- Greg Joswiak, all those great yeah. guys. And of course, Steve Wozniak, but Steve's and a, not. And a shout out to our overlords, uh, you know, with the world and central banks, the Rothschild family. We yeah. we are your humble servants, and when the new world order takes effect, we, we will gladly serve you and our future dystopian state. <laughs> Sounds good. See y'all yeah. next week. <laughs>